This unpaid fictional ad is brought to you by The Masters of Text, a new podcast from NPRR. This methodic and chronological walk from the first telex machine in 1933 until today will have you anxiously waiting for the next tasty nugget of historical context. Diving in deep to the etymology of internet shorthand and the cost of losing real language, each episode weaves pop culture, history, and technology into a yarn worthy to knit. Whether it's hashtag blessed, weird vegetable emojis, or the first flip phone, Masters of Text is your one source for texting trivia. Subscribe now on iTunes, or you can find them streaming on national private radio. Remember, that's Masters of Text, the only text that's safe to use while you're driving. It's time, so on, 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 on to you. You're listening to the Noise Canceling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. Welcome, everybody, to episode nine. We're glad that you came back. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. One uh, one point, one thing I'd like to point out is uh, iTunes tracks reviews very strongly, so it would be great if you're a subscriber to go to iTunes and give us some actual feedback. That would be fantastic and would also help our overall rating. I hate to do that, but for some reason, iTunes really loves those ratings, and they uh, they push most of their statistics through that. So tonight we are talking about goal setting, and Axel is going to kick us off. All right. So the first thing, yeah, we're talking about goal setting. So we're going to talk about uh, some of our personal experience setting goals, our current goals, some of the historical goals that we've set, if we've been successful, and then kind of just some of our lesson learned lessons learned and then also just some of our different thoughts on different ways you can both set your goals and also how you can uh track your goals and ultimately be successful so and we Frank, were trying i'm sorry we're go, trying go, the go, micropod man. format again just to see uh see how good we can get and we were talking before about how much content we had and we didn't want to go you know three hours four hours we thought that might be too long so we're going to try to condense it at a half an hour tonight yeah so another half an hour of micropod all right, so Frank, do you want to start off with, uh, are you going to talk about why we're qualified to give advice on goals? I love to. I love thinking about it like this. Um, I personally have been setting goals for a really long time. I've always been a goal setter. One of the first goals that, that I can really remember is I wanted to buy a boat. And so I, I saved for two and a half years from when I was, I think, six to when I was eight and a half. And I ended up buying a boat. It was $214. That was my allowance for uh, two and a half years. And uh, I ended up buying you, a boat. Wow. You, yeah. Did you, you spent entirely, or you saved entirely for the boat? Yep. That was my goal for, for over two years. And what kind of boat was this? It was a terrible boat. It was like a, it was like legit, like a 1950, um, 14 foot fishing boat. Did it have a motor on it? It did not have a motor. It you... needed a paint job really badly, but it did have a trailer. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it impressive a though. A two and a half year 
uh, I guess, process to get to achieve your goal is pretty good. That's a that's a long term goal. I mean, other than school, I, I don't know if I've equaled that since I was eight and a half years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't think I guess I had general goals and things I was working towards toward growing up, but I. In the last probably two years, I've started to think about setting specific goals and and writing them down, following up, and thinking about thinking about them more uh, more frequently in a more specific manner. So uh, I think it's helped me to stay more focused on the things that I'm working on, and so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. And I think both of us have learned through a lot of experience, both good and bad, that we we don't have a ton of self-control. So we, for goal setting, we, we need to set up a framework beforehand that we know it's going to be successful. Because if it's just like, here's what I'm shooting for, and then try to go shoot for it, it's really not, it's not going to end well for us because we, we have discipline, but we don't really have that self-control like we were talking about last week. Yeah, that's true, definitely. All right, so do you want to kick it off with your, are you going to talk about some of your personal goals that you have right now? Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, like I said, I think it was like three episodes ago, I was talking about my my goal for 2016 is catching up to Axel. And so far this year, it's actually been going really well. I've, I've been meditating and journaling every day since uh, January 6th. So off to one of the better starts of kind of the new year's resolution phase. So we'll, we'll see if I can keep that going. I'm also training for the Nashville marathon, um, which is going pretty well as well. Um, so this year goals have been going really good. Um, historically I've had some goals that were, were just like insane failures. We talked about the no train half marathon, um, one of the, one of the goals I, I haven't told How is Axel, that a failure? We completed the marathon. Well, that's true, but sharing. it was, <laughs> we did get booed. I'd like to bring that up right. again. We got, we got booed and jeered as we finished. So I wouldn't say it was necessarily a success either. I guess Maybe it depends we'll, on what your success, how you define success when you set the goal. <laughs> Generally not getting booed. I'll say that oh, for okay. myself. Um, but one thing, um, last year, um, I set a goal to make it to Rio in 2016 on the national rowing team. And so I, I laid out a training plan and, uh, legitimately the first day of training, uh, <laughs> I hurt myself, I had a stress injury on the very first day of training from which I did not ever recover. <laughs> so not a good training plan, <laughs> way too aggressive of a timeline and a goal. And, uh, yeah, I, d- I don't feel good about setting that goal and then just really having to give up on it so soon. But it was it was not an injury that I could overcome when I had like a day of extra training built in. So the guy that started Duolingo, he was on the Tim Ferriss podcast recently. And so he was talking about Duolingo is the app where you can learn language and it's kind of like a game. And he was explaining, Tim, Tim Ferriss was asking him, what's kind of the the people that are successful and ultimately are able to stick with it and learn the language what's their approach and he started off as a joke he said well the people that start playing the app for 24 hours straight they're typically most successful and then he said no actually that's absolutely not true the people that go at it and spend hours and hours the first three or four times they're on it 
they get quickly burnt out. So he said it's better. The people that are successful, it's better if you just spend uh, 30 to 60 minutes or whatever every day. And that way you're able to sustain it over a longer period. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's totally true. That's, that's a lesson that I've learned and incorporated into my current marathon training plan. Um, just to, to take it really slow and, and build up and not just try to go out there. And, um, it w- honestly, the funny thing was, it wasn't even like that out of, out of touch with my body type workout. It was just something, uh, I had some, <laughs> some hip mobility issues, um, that were causing me trouble the first workout and I could not get past it because there's not a lot of ways to, uh, modify your rowing form. There's about one, one good form. So yeah, that one, Mm, that one didn't work. I'm trying to think of some other failures. Um, I, I, I think when we talked about failure earlier, it's, it's easy for me to bring back some of those things that, like you said, with the no train marathon where they weren't complete failures, but there could have been a better positive result. Right. So, I mean, I, I think there's kind of that, that spectrum of, of failure. So, I mean, I've definitely had a lot of goals where, um, even like going back and talking about the screenplay that I wanted to write, like it, it ended up taking much longer than I wanted. Um, it took like a year and three months to finish writing that, which, you know, you can say, well, you're just, having a creative process and it took a while to do it. But a lot of times it was just because I was unfocused or, or didn't really want to spend the time to do it and just being lazy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You want to talk about some of your experiences of good and bad? Well, okay. So here I'm going to give you my goals for, so I, this is how I, I break up my year into six month periods. And so I try to set and write down my goals every six months. So, I was supposed to do it in January and I thought about my goals, but I just actually finally wrote them down and saved them in my Google Drive today. So hot here, off the here they are. What's that? Yeah. So they're hot yeah, off the presses. Yeah. I'm excited. So my first one is use Mint to track my budget each month, and that's through the 30th of June when I'm going to reset my goals. And so, like, I I had already set that before the year started, and so for January, I I I did I was able to use Mint. I kept up with it. I used it to actually modify my spending. So uh, so far, I would consider myself one for one in terms of months doing that. So my next one, which I had, I kind of came up with. I keep this is the one I need to get I need to get serious about because I have it pretty much every time, and that I am unsuccessful. But it's schedule. So my new so before, here's how I've changed. Before I used to say, talk once a month to my siblings or more and talk to my parents every two weeks. But that wasn't good enough, I failed. So my new plan is I need to put it on my calendar. So my new goal is to, I wanna do that, but I'm scheduling a, a time once a month to talk to my siblings and scheduling a time every two weeks to talk to my parents through the 30th nice. of June. So I need to get that on my calendar and I'm actually gonna send the invite to them. Wow. So they uh so it's a booked time. That's some my, accountability. Yeah, so my new that's my new approach. Okay. So then my next goal is related to this podcast. I want to post one noise canceling pod a week through the thirty first of March and then uh we'll reassess I'm gonna reassess where I'm at on the on the podcast around then. So there are a couple of months of that. So uh, tune in. Tune in. Tune in, in. yeah. In- encourage <laughs> Axel to come back, please. <laughs> yeah. So the next two, I, the next three actually are, are kind of my big thing that I'm working on 
this six months are my uh, my big improvement. So I'm trying. I'm learning how to code, and specifically, I decided to learn Ruby and Rails. So my first, the first goal is, which I've already completed in code. I went in, in code. Code Academy, and I've completed the intro to HTML, intro to CSS, intro to JavaScript, and then jQuery. So, hey Frank, are are do you understand like how the internet works and, and what they call like the stack of the internet? Uh, vaguely. So I didn't understand this until I December when I started figuring this out. So kind of how it works is. HTML is the language that provides all the just the bare bones information on a web page. So HTML is, and then CSS is the language well yeah CSS is the language that basically puts style to to the all that words. So like if you just had HTML like sometimes you know how pages load weird and it just looks like plain text and it's just words and then it, then the style comes in. So that's where your browsers load HTML first. The CSS hasn't come in yet. So then the CSS provides all the styling. And then when you go and you know like where you move your your mouse up to put it over a menu and it drops down or there's movement, there's like dy- dynamic movement in the page, that's JavaScript and jQuery. So like that's called like the front end all front end language. And then when you submit, let's say you submit information in a form, then that information goes to a server. And then code in, on the server figures out how to handle that information. Like it may send it to a database or it may do something else with, with information. So that's the back end part of it. So that that's I'm learning Ruby for the back end portion of it. And there's other pieces to it that goes deeper, but like those are the main elements that people are learning when they talk about web development. So I'm trying so basically I've gone through the intro to all the front end stuff, but I really want to learn the back end, which so that's Ruby what I'm working on. So I've completed the front end. My next thing is I'm trying to complete this Ruby on Rails tutorial and also learn Ruby the hard way. So I'm trying to complete those by the 31st of March. Wow. And then <clears throat> the next thing I'm doing is I, I, I want to find a Rails mentor or a Ruby mentor in the DC area also by the 31st of March. So I'm thinking about going to like a meetup in the area so that I can talk to someone that's because I think that's kind of the missing thing. Like when I was DJing, I never really got into it at that level because I was just doing this in my house. I never really integrated into like what people were doing in the real world. So I think that was a weakness in what I did when I was learning to DJ. So I wanted to actually find someone that is actually coding. And then the last one is just to create two Rails Ruby or Rails projects. Uh, I want to do kind of like a website for me and then a TBD for my kind of like a portfolio by the 30th of June. Interesting. Maybe you could do a uh, noise canceling website. <laughs> I might. Hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of sweet. So those are my goals. But so when I set those goals, the thing I think about, I want them, I think that they need to be measurable in some way. And then I also make sure that they're time bound. So and I think it probably this probably makes sense for people particularly if you decide you're going to actually write these down but if you're just kind of thinking about goals this is pretty well known but like you don't want to just want to say i generally want to learn how to code cuz that's not going to be that's not going to give you a specific enough target to where you're going to be motivated to actually go out and complete it so i mean how specific do you think people should be 
So what's funny? So what I've read. Okay, so you know, most of the time you hear people say the goal should be smart, which is specific, measurable. What's a achievable? Yeah. Realistic is our realistic. And then timeout. Well, specific, achievable, and realistic. Those are kind of subjective things that I guess. I don't think those are as useful as ensuring that they're measurable and time bound. So specific just means enough that you can you can measure it, I guess. It is more important than saying like getting into the nitty gritty is is this too specific or not specific enough? Yeah, and I I think there's some there's a lot of room for variation too. I mean, you can have you can have two or three goals that are all related to the same um basic project like like you're talking about coding. It seems like you have two or three goals within that one major goal of just learning coding. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's, that's a good thing to expand on, especially when you find something that you're actually passionate is to not just take it to one goal, but to, to keep kind of pushing that once you've reached that, that next level to, to, like you said, go out and find somebody who is doing it professionally or, or finding a new challenge for it and, and just continually pushing yourself forward because i mean that gets lost a little bit in the just continue to push yourself and strive for greatness and all of those things but at the end of the day once you find something that you actually enjoy and are getting better at that's kind of rare as an adult don't you think right i i think it's i think it is rare but i I don't i don't know why it's rare actually for some reason i think people stop trying to find out new things I don't know. I mean, I guess your time gets filled up with a lot of other things. And so it's hard for you to set aside time to do that. But I think, I don't know, maybe this is just personally, like I find a lot, I get a lot of joy in, in finding new things. So, uh, I, it's not easy, but I try to set aside time to do that. But I, I think, I don't know. Well, and I think, I think both of us have a certain freedom about it too, you know, where, it's fine to try something and, and be bad at it. Like, oh, I think right. that's, that's, that's really the the biggest thing of, of freeing it is you're, you're not afraid to fall on your face. Um, and there's even value, like judging that through a different lens where there's value and failure, where if you do something really, really, really poorly and you're just like, well, I'm not, I'm not really built to do this or I don't necessarily have the capabilities to do this that's not a bad thing. Like realizing your limitations sometimes is, is good. And there's, there's always something that you can take away from that experience to apply to, to something else that may interest you more and you may be more biologically suited to do it. Yeah. Hey, so I, I have a, a question that I think about. Do you, is your preference to set process goals or completion goals or I guess end state goals? So here's what, here's what I'm talking about. So I have a goal complete Ruby on Rails tutorial and learn Ruby the hard way by the 31st of March. So I could say it like that, or I could say, I want to spend four hours a week on each of these, like on one of these two, like a combination of these two tutorials. Which, I, I, I'm not really sure for myself which one is better. I So I did some research on it because it's something that I've thought about a lot. And I guess if you... If you know what the steps are to get to a, a completion state, and that's something you can comprehend, and that's something that you 
understand and can control, then you can go ahead and set a completion, kind of like a completion goal without worrying so much about what the end of, like the short-term steps it will take to get there. But if you have no idea what it's going to take to get somewhere or if it's a habit, then I think it's better to set kind of a daily or a weekly goal. Yeah, and I mean, it depends a little bit on, on who you are and what motivates you. Um, for me, I am a little bit more just looking at that end result um, and working my way backwards. But I, I do think there's there's some some people for sure, but also there's some activities that lend themselves well to looking more at the process where, like you said, if you're just trying to build a habit, that process is, is oftentimes so much more important than where you actually get to. Right, like meditation and journaling, to me, the, so how I started doing that and how I kind of made that a habit is I just said that I'm going to do this every single day. And the thing that I did was I said, I'm going to do it in the morning before I go to work. I'm going to make sure that I do both of these things. And I wasn't really worried about an end state. I was more worried about just going through the process every single day. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, the interesting thing, I've, I've taken a similar approach, but I think once you kind of get that under control, then you have to start looking at what where you want it to go. Because once it becomes routine and you don't necessarily have a result that you're looking for, for me, it gets um, not monotonous necessarily, but it's it's easy to just kind of breeze through it and not, not really be very mindful of what you're doing. I, th- I actually think that's, that's a really good point. I, so some, there have been points in my meditation where it has been that where I feel like I've just been going through the motions. And I think with meditation, it's important that you're curious about what's going on. And the, I don't know which, which pack he talks about it, but he, in one of them, he talks about you need, when you're watching a television show, you never have to return the attention back to the television show because you're curious about the television show. So really, if you can be curious about your breath, then there's less likelihood that you're gonna be distracted by something else. So trying to uh, cultivate like a curious mind about my breath so I can focus on it. If if I'm just in general, not that, not that mindful of my meditation overall, then it's gonna be very hard for me to be, to, to achieve that curiosity. Yeah, that's in the focus pack. Headspace oh, focus okay. pack, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I just completed that this week, so that's why I know that. But um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, I think being curious is is similar to being passionate or interested in in what you're doing. Um, and we were talking about going back to school and why <clears throat> there's so little benefit sometimes. And it's just because you're you're not curious about a lot of those subjects, like corporate finance. You're not getting super pumped about. And, and thinking about it at night, like you're not staying up late being like, oh man, I just got to read that next chapter of corporate finance. Like it, it needs to really capture your attention, like you said. Yeah, that's how coding is for me right now. I'm getting in trouble all the time because all my spare time, I'm trying to work on this tutorial to build my little tutorial project. That's awesome. I think that's, I mean, that just shows that really shows a cool thing about you uh, in terms of how much you can pour into to something that really doesn't have a lot of extrinsic motivation. Like that's just all, all for you in terms of how much you enjoy to learn. So right. yeah. that's pretty awesome. I, hey, so what I, do you think? I don't of- wish that I had that about coding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fascinated by it. No, because- it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. 
Hey, so what do you think about, do you write your goals down? I have in the past. I think I think this year my goals are so clear and I feel so strongly about them. I haven't, but I think a gold journal specifically is, is something I'm going to incorporate this year where I just have a separate, you know, a smaller one, probably like a, a, a two by four inch little little notebook that has each page as a separate goal tracking, seeing what my, my activities are on it. I, so I think it's important to write them down just because you forget about them. And let, once you get over maybe your top two or three goals, you don't need to write down. Although I still think you should. But if you're going to go over two or three, you, you have to write them down. Otherwise, you're going to forget. And you should probably revisit them at least once a month. I actually think having a journal of it will be beneficial to me because talking about journaling, like that has kept me much more mindful. Like if I was just doing it online and even if I had a, an email reminder where I was doing it constantly, it's not the same as having a physical book where, you know, you're, you're being very mindful to carry it with you. Like I actually take mine to work and do my five minute journal at my desk at work. And so like to carry that with you, if it feels specifically different than like if it was just waking up, logging into my phone and typing something out, like it, it takes, it takes a different level of concentration and I think it engages the mind a bit more to have that, that physical thing. Yeah, that's true. It's just a reminder. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, one thing that I want to talk about is, is accountability. And you said that, especially on your phone call goal in terms of linking somebody else. And what, what are some of the, the strategies that you would, you would use, let's say, you well, I mean, you just said one about coding, where you're gonna get somebody who does it professionally, and they can they can hold you to a, a much higher standard than you could by yourself. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know whether you should make your goals like I guess we've just made them public, but whether you should <clears throat> make the, I I can tell you one thing. So it at work. I so we're required to meet with our boss like when we first get there and then six months through and then afterwards and I made sure that we specifically wrote down my goals when we when I did my initial they call it initial feedback and there were a couple things where about four months through I'm looking back at this because I don't want to be embarrassed because we're going to pull this thing back out and I realized that there was one or two that I hadn't even started working on and so that I had to start scrambling so I know that like it is effective to somehow get some accountability and have someone else looking at this with you. Yeah, and I mean, that really gets to a personal relationship too because, I mean, you, you have some friends where, you know, you could tell them and they'd just be like, oh, that's cool, and they may never revisit it. And you have some friends that would follow up with you and be like, oh, so how's that, how's that coding going, Axel, or how's, how's that run going? Um, so, I mean, I think you need to, you need to develop relationship specific to that you know to say like i know we normally just kind of shoot the breeze but i want you to keep calling me on this one and, and bring it back to to my memory and for me like i need somebody to almost like embarrass me about, <laughs> about a goal to get me started sometimes yeah i also think i i have six which i think is maybe too much so i think if if you really well so here's here's a question i was thinking about today is it better to set 10 and then maybe you'll achieve four of them? Or is it better just to set your three and just put your head down and like you are really going to focus on 
down accomplishing these three goals. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some some variability to that too. You know, what kind of person you are, how do how do you um, feel about stress? If if you're someone who thrives in stress and and maybe will put something off until there's a certain level of stress, you probably need more of those goals because the more goals you have, the more you're going to be like, oh, I gotta I gotta get going on this one, I gotta get going on that one. Where you know, if you had three, maybe that wouldn't push you quite enough to actually start any of those. I think you'll so, be. I think you should have the fewer goals, the better. That's my personal opinion. Just because once you get too many, then you start failing on one or another, and then everything just goes by the wayside. And it's hard to remember. Like if you can't remember what your ten goals are, and you have to constantly refer back to it, then I think, I don't know. I think it's less effective. So I, for for me personally, and also for an organization, I think the danger always is too many goals rather than too few goals because if you have a, just a couple goals everyone knows the goal is and that is true that way you everyone everyone knows you know what it is and you and there and you're all it's easier to focus on i agree i, th- I think sitting back right now i think four is the right number for it for I say, everyone I, I redact what i said earlier four <laughs> is the perfect number so i say three to five i have six but three of them are related to a single kind of effort this coding but maybe i have too many i don't know hot take four that's the number nice. if you have a specific reaction go on facebook I, you can I'm, tweet I'm a, us <laughs> i'm about to do it a, a what's the hard delete where it's impossible to get it back i want the hard delete three of these goals two of these goals <laughs> no. just you can just push you can push those three off until till july you, okay you yeah get back to them i yeah. probably should yeah well i mean four is the right number so yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean i think i think it's as many as you can handle time wise too i mean like if if there's smaller goals that aren't taking up a huge amount of time or they're they're goals that you can follow up more periodically i mean i think having more is totally fine yeah, so I guess little side things on a to-do list, but I think in terms of big life, like what I would kind of consider to be life-changing goals, I think you should have three or four. So, yeah, or four, exactly. Yeah. So one thing I do want to talk about, so I listened to a really good podcast this week, Joe Rogan Experience. Um, I can't think of his first name. Do you remember? Mark Sisson. Oh, Mark Sisson, that's right. Um, and I've heard him talk before, but deep into the podcast where where Axel told me, I think it was over an hour, hour and one minute in, he started talking about um, his new diet plan and and how different his exercise routine was than the normal. Um, It's it's called Primal Blueprint. You can look it up online, actually. But it was just, it was very different, and he backed it up with science. And I've been pretty resistant to the caveman-type theories where, like, the caveman really had everything figured out despite the fact that they they lived an average of 19 years uh, like i was i've been very skeptical of that but his his plan i mean it really it really kind of took me for a loop and seemed very sustainable for especially people 33 and over and and what i found interesting about that wasn't just his plan but was that there's there's a certain level of importance to iterate what you think and iterate your different strategies for working out or or anything really is incorporating new new information all the time or else you just kind of get stuck in your ways and 
will either continue to fail or continue to have some success, but you, you may never reach that new level or try something different. Yeah. Thoughts, Axel? Well, so first of all, I think this is great. Like I, I actually only sent you there because he was, I tried to send you to the part where he's talking about what he does for physical activity and he's going through, he's like, I, I lift, I do intervals. And then when he said, oh, but the thing I really love to do is play ultimate Frisbee. Then, like that, that was it. That was what I said. This is outrageous right now. I got to send this to Frank. <laughs> but I think it, it is true. And I, it's funny. And I hate to bring this back into politics, but it's interesting that in real life, hopefully there's people see value in someone that can take in a new, new information and change what their opinion is. But in politics, if you do that, then you're a flip-flopper and like that's a negative. But I think in real life, there's so much new information out there that uh, that that's something that we're probably going to have to deal with for our lifetimes and moving forward. As we gain so much more information, there's going to be a lot of changes and a new, new thoughts and new ways of doing things. And I think being able to to look at those and, and I guess just change your mind is is probably a really valuable skill. Hopefully. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bragging that it shifted my paradigm because I, I didn't really have an opportunity to resist it. I was just listening to this podcast and I, I thought this makes a lot of sense. This workout could actually be very sustainable and it's a great usage of your time and there's no effort wasted. Um, and so I, I, I had no defense for it. So it wasn't even like I was I was sitting there really contemplating. It just really just struck me. And I was my feedback loop on what I thought was the perfect workout regime was broken. Uh, so I'm excited to hear how it works for you. So are you you're implementing it. I'm I'm going to after after May first is okay. when I'll start. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see how it works. Yeah. Sounds sweet. Although he, some of his descriptions of, of how much he exhausted muscles seemed uh, a little, a little too much, but I, I did, especially the, uh, ketogenic part. If you guys want to learn something new, look up ketogenics. Cause that, that's a really, really interesting topic that I haven't even del- dove into yet. It was fascinating. Just the concept of endurance athletes train their bodies to, to burn fat rather than the kind of what has been thought of recently where you're you have 45 gel packs for your two mile run and you're just feeding yourself these cars because that's what your body's (laughs) sorry that was a dig at gel packs i just felt so called out oh man that was that was harsh that was that was rough um but yeah no he definitely did a a really good job of of debunking how much energy you need while you're running. And it's really just a fascinating, fascinating listen. Um, Joe Rogan experience. I can't, I can't remember what the episode number one number is. uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. But it was really good. It was very, very good. And like I said, challenged a lot of, you know, what we talked about in the previous fitness episode where I even started sending it out to people to say, this is, this is pretty good. If you, if you're thinking about changing your routine, you should definitely try this out. Yep. All right, man. I think we hit the thirty-minute mark. We may be a little over. No, I think yeah, we went over by a couple minutes, but that's fine. It was it was a great rant. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm Frank Boyce. 
And this is Axel Clark. So I think we determined this week that uh, four goals, four goals is the ticket. So set your four goals and make it happen. Yeah. 